don't you guys know the rules? Welcome back, everybody, to Season 2, Episode 1 of Talk of the Haunted House, a scary movie podcast. This is our 19th episode, but our first episode of Season 2. We are breaking down Scream from 1996. We're going to have a history breakdown of Scream. We're going to go through the entire plot quickly, or at least as quick as we can. Give you our scariest moment of the movie, our funniest moment of the movie, best kill, winners and losers, and rank this movie all-time rate 1 to 100 on our all-time scary movie list. And we'll wrap it up discussing if this could really happen in real life and would we recommend this movie. Before all of that, though, make sure you follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, most places you can get your podcast. Give us five stars. Give us a rating. It is spooky season. October is back. means scary movies are back. So you got to let us know what you like about Scream, what you like about scary movies or our podcast in general. Also... Follow us on social media. You can follow me, your co-host, Ryan King, on Twitter at Ryan underscore King underscore now. You can follow our co-host, Davis Dillingham, and the show at... <laughs> I was expecting something different. Hey, what's up, everybody? You can follow me on Twitter at the real double Ds. That's just DS at the end, those E's in between. More importantly, go give us a follow on the podcast Twitter page, that is at talk of the house underscore. All one word until you get to the end. Then the underscore. Then the underscore. At the end. Uh, what's your favorite scary movie, Ryan? You want to do some uh, trivia? My favorite scary movie? You already know this, Davis. You already know. It's The Conjuring. <laughs> it's The Conjuring, no doubt. I will say, I think I got all the trivia questions right in the movie. Did you? Uh, believe so think so and this podcast helped a lot not gonna lie that's true without this podcast i probably would have not gotten many of them right but here we are back we are back. season two Mm -hmm. spooky season bundle up it's about to get dark and cold in here yes it is (laughs) now in oklahoma it's still like 90 degrees but that's okay we're getting there we're getting there i think uh, coming up this week we're gonna get into like the 60s maybe which watch out (laughs) that's That doesn't matter because probably in like three weeks it'll be back up in the hundreds. So it really does not matter. It really does not matter. You are right. So before we get to everything we discussed, you know, we're we're obviously going to dive into this movie. We're going to go through the plot. We're going to have the scariest and funniest moments. We're going to break this down, rank it one to one hundred, all those things. But if you know anything about this podcast, you already know this is coming. But if you don't, the way we start these off, Davis is our local historian. He goes through the history of what we need to know about these movies before we break them down. So, Davis, what history for Scream 1996 do we need to know? Before we get into that, let's go into some personal history. How about that? What, what, uh, what's, what's your history, I guess, or experience with this movie before this particular viewing? So, uh, one of the first scary movies I saw, I don't think the first one, I think that was Freddy vs. Jason, but one of the very early ones actually went as Ghostface, uh, for Halloween, maybe fifth grade, mm. sixth grade, something like that. Lucky. I wasn't allowed uh, to dress up as scary things for Halloween. <laughs> I uh, Looks like I'm going as a, as a football player again this year. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's not going to be probably – I don't know this. I wouldn't rank it. The way we rank these movies, it probably wouldn't be my highest, you know, in the top two or three or anything. Right. But just in how much I enjoy it, it's easily one of my favorite scary movies. Everything about it, just the way it is. The, yep. the meta part of it, just how unique it is. Those things, I really love it. How many times I've seen it, I honestly have no idea. My ballpark guess is like eight or so, somewhere between six and ten, I guess. So 
quite a few times. Um, Enough times to where you're wearing a t-shirt donning yes, the movie right yes, now. So. Yes, right now. Love it. I think it's a great uh, villain. Uh, the way the whole series, which doesn't matter for Scream 1, but the whole series um, is done very well. Just really love the movie. Really enjoy it. Have, you you have you seen all the movies in the series? Uh, I have not seen the most recent one, not Scream 5. But all the other ones you have. Or it's Scream 2022, but uh, <laughs> it's Scream 5. Uh, but yes, I've seen the other four. It's true. All the all the new reboots, uh, you can't add something else onto them. They're just named the original. The I original. Hate it. Movie. I hate it, man. Hate it when I'm looking works, at Scream. Yeah, it works it really up, well when you're looking up stuff. Ninety ninety six or two thousand twenty two. It's like okay, it's Scream five. Like that's very. Yeah. I don't even know how they can do that. How can you name it? There already is a Scream. How can you name the fifth one Scream? It seems pretty counterintuitive. Like you need at least like a a semi or not a semicolon a colon. And then, yeah. like, another little subtitle. Like, you can't it's just it's not... Have... This is the same cast. This is this is the same universe. This isn't, like, remaking the first one. It's the fifth in mm-hmm. the series. This is not a yeah. remake. So, I digress. Uh, your <laughs> your history with Scream, Davis, what, what do you got for the um, As a co-host of a horror movie podcast... Uh, I'm disappointed to say this is the first time I've Boo. seen this movie. Bring Boo. it on. Bring it on. Come on. <laughs> Um, and in an even more disappointing turn, the only movie of the series I have seen is the most recent Yeah, one. we're complete opposites. I've seen it a ton. This is Davis's first time, and I have not seen the most recent. That's all Davis had seen hanging into this one, so go figure. Go figure that one out. <laughs> there's, there's like some horror movie purists, if they're listening to this right now, that are absolutely screaming through yep. their listening yep. devices at me. Mm-hmm. That's, uh... Pretty blasphemous what I'm what I'm doing right now. Yes, yes it is. I um, agree. I agree. And it made it a lot tougher too. Once we yes. get into rating on down yes. the line, made it a lot tougher. Mm-hmm. But we'll get into a little bit of fun fact and history stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Very surprised. Uh, you know, I don't. I'm not going to pretend like I spent hours going into researching this stuff. Um, I wouldn't even go as far as say I spent a hour researching this stuff. <laughs> Um, but I was kind of surprised there is a lot less like behind the scenes trivia fun facts for this movie than I thought there would be. I am really surprised by that. Um, one thing that I forgot to note down that I did see, but I don't, I don't know completely the validity of it, um, is that this is kind of based off a true story. Kind of. Okay. There was somewhat of a of some killings in there. Um, there is, however, a, nope, that's a, uh, different TV show that I'm thinking about. Don't listen to me. <laughs> I've been watching several scary things lately and I'm getting yep. across it. Okay. Um, so first of all, obviously 1996, um, technology was a lot different back then. Yes, it was. Um, believe it or not, uh, caller ID wasn't as popular as it was Nope. Is it is now than it was then. So after this movie came out, though, uh, caller ID or the use of it uh, tripled, which hmm. is very significant. Um, also very concerning in some ways, too. Interesting. Okay. It makes sense, though. I mean, it makes sense. We've seen that with some scary stuff in general, how it actually impacts the, yeah. the actual reality of people's lives. Pretty crazy, honestly. Yeah. I can't remember. I think it was like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, like mm-hmm. the amount of people – picking up hitchhikers went down like a ton yep. or like they even had like a highway patrol campaign mm-hmm. like on or something like that. Interesting. Yep. Um, 
this one blew me out of the water. This movie was region, originally titled Scary Movie. I didn't know that. I That's, didn't know that, yep. That mm-hmm. was wild to me. Mm-hmm. And the fact that it obviously later kind of goes on to mm-hmm. start, uh, basically start the Scary Movie franchise. Um, mm-hmm. That was super interesting to me. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix turned down the role of Billy, which Good. would have been a Good. interesting interesting casting. Um, made it even weirder. Obviously, so we already know. It would have been, I don't know, you know, it was 96, it was like, it's like a teen movie, how weird can you get, um, you know? He'd find a way, that's all I'm saying, he would find Probably. a way. <laughs> Probably. Um, we already kind of mentioned five movies in the franchise, um, I was a little bit surprised by that, I don't know why I thought there were more than five, um, but. Maybe because the TV I mean, show as well, like, I don't know. It's also more of a recent franchise too, you know, mm-hmm. like when yeah, we talk about is. Halloween or Friday the 13th, those yep. are what. 70s and 80s so yeah we're, oh yeah we're, what, we're talking 50 years on some of these yeah, yeah. mid 90s closer to 2000 so that's mm-hmm. not that's definitely not a lot of time to just be churning out movies no and i'm glad they didn't i mean that's how you water it down really bad yeah no joke no joke um that would be the only reason that i'm actually looking forward to watching some of the other movies in this mm-hmm. franchise honestly um i can't say the same for <laughs> some other franchises <laughs> obviously we know I would hope we all know, directed by the king himself, Wes Craven. Um, mm-hmm. Horror Rip. God. What? Rip, R.I.P. Is he dead? He's dead, yes, he is. <laughs> For how long? I swear I looked at his Wikipedia page and it did not say dead. Uh, I can I can look it up while you're going through your stuff. That's, I feel really bad now. <laughs> Are you? Uh, okay, anyways. He, uh, he died uh, August 30th, 2015. That son of a bitch. Been dead for seven years. That son of a bitch. Gone too soon. (laughs) Um, Last we have written by Kevin Williamson, who interestingly enough also is the creator and writer for Dawson's Creek and The Vampire Diaries. Those are all the same vein. Really, really into the teen dramas. That's kind of, that's both impressive and kind of strange. I don't don't know how you make a career, a long career, off of writing teen dramas that feels he found a way <laughs> he found he's, a way he's either got something going on or deep emotional trauma from his past wow <laughs> great writer good. great writer though i gotta say great, great writer great writer <laughs> well thank you for that davis that's uh some good background for people if you're a huge scream fan you're gonna know some of those but if you do not know uh, I remember when I read that one years ago about how uh, it was originally called Scary Movie, and then those there became a Scary Movie franchise. Very Blew interesting. My mind. Very Blew interesting. my mind. I so will stop my research right there and say that <laughs> it's, it's not getting better than that. <laughs> Let's start with you knew nothing about this, right? You, you knew nothing about the first movie. Not about the first movie. Um, okay. I, I I just knew from watching the newest movie, the a little bit of the premise. And some of the stuff that even is not pertaining to this movie. Like I knew in some of the sequels, there's like a, uh, uh, the stab movie franchise within the Mm -hmm. movie. Yeah. I've seen that, but I, from the newer movie, I found out that this is a meta scary movie, which very meta, which I did not know at all before. And they take it way beyond it. Obviously this first one's meta, then you add in the stab franchise. Right. It gets like layers of meta. Love right. it. Um, but one of the one of the things people do not know, as we start to look at the plot, something that people just do not know, is 
you start off with, I mean, Drew Barrymore is a big actress. At the time, she was she was known. She's on the poster. So it is surprising, which I will say, we, we saw this with older movies, right, where you see a, a couple or a girl early that dies. But most people are probably watching this first iconic scene, similar to It, similar to other ones, where yeah. the opening scene of, of Scream, absolutely iconic. And yeah. I would argue the people, best scene of the movie, probably. It's, it's incredible. And people know Drew Barrymore. You're thinking she might be the main character she'll, of it or something. She'll make it out of this. She's dead in the first 10 minutes. That is incredible stuff. <laughs> dead, so Dead and gutted. <laughs> dead and gutted. So it starts off, high school student Casey Becker's home alone when she receives a flirty phone call from an unknown person, during which they discuss horror films. However, the caller turns sadistic and threatens her life. He reveals that her boyfriend, Steve, is bound and gagged outside on her patio and demands she answers questions about horror films after Casey answers a question about Friday the 13th incorrectly. A trick question, mind you, about who's the killer. In Friday Thirteenth One, it, it's not really a trick question though. Like, know your shit and you're fine. <laughs> you know it. You know it, it. It's the mom. It's not Jason. She said yeah. Jason. He said no. She said you tricked me. It's like, well, it is the right answer. The most disappointing um, part of that movie, um, by the way. Yeah. Just throwing that. Yes, it is. <laughs> also, can you imagine in 2022 getting a random phone call from somebody and being like, "Yeah, you know what? Let's have a conversation." <laughs> it would never happen. That would never happen. I don't even pick up the phone if I don't know what number it is. Like, are you kidding me? And she even says, I don't have a boyfriend. Like, she's she's down to just, you know, do whatever uh, immediately. Like, no, I don't have a boyfriend. She's for the streets. She's for the streets. <laughs> so after she answers the questions incorrectly, Steve is murdered right in front of her. He, the person runs by, guts him right there. Casey is then stabbed and murdered by a person wearing a black robe and a ghost mask. Ghost face, as we come to know him later. And her parents I find gotta say, her. I uh, efficient, efficient gutting of Steve. By very the way. efficient. Very, very quick. Very quick. One cut. And after this, she is found by her parents disemboweled, hanging from a tree. Two very intense intense deaths to yeah. start this thing off. You already see in the first scene a lot of mixture of comedy with uh, just intense gore. Like, this isn't, I wouldn't even say mm. horror, but like just, just gore of it. So you can immediately tell a weird movie. Someone we know dying immediately, and it's two very intense deaths with some comedy mixed in. Just a, just a strange mixture of things in the first yeah. scene. Really draws a good. I mean, a good, uh, just a good kickoff scene too. There's, yes, you definitely get plenty of horror movies that need to set up the story um, by just introducing the characters and all that. Um, Mm -hmm. You obviously get like one main character introduced, being the villain in this first scene, but um, that's that's kind of it. They're they're introducing a story, but they're more kind of punching you in the gut. uh, Yes, just getting to like the dirty stuff, not. Mm-hmm. Not skipping around, being like, "Oh, school's out. What are we gonna <laughs> do this?" <time?" laughs> News media, really, descend- really good. Sh- I, sorry, really good really? shots for this season too. This scene too. A mm-hmm. lot of like good tracking throughout the house yeah. shots and I agree. Good stuff. Just a great one to start you off. Like, like just in general, we are a big fan on the podcast of those those early scenes that just draw you in and screams right up there with anything as far as an opening mm-hmm. scene of a movie and a franchise. That's just it's iconic, absolutely iconic scene. Brutal stuff also to have, like, your yourself, like, stabbed and cut up and your parents are, like, 20 yards away from you and you're right there. Yeah. Trying, trying to make any noise and can't. That's mm-hmm. brutal. News media descends on the town and a police investigation begins. As Sydney Prescott struggles with the first anniversary of her mother Maureen's rape and murder, a news reporter, Gail Weathers, who Sydney dislikes, arrives. 
Gale was responsible for spreading rumors and conspiracy theories about Marine's death, insinuating that the imprisoned Cotton Weary, who had been tried and convicted of Marine's rape and, Marine's rape and murder, was not responsible for her assault and killing. In the evening, while waiting at home for her best friend Tatum Riley to arrive, Sydney gets a taunting phone call and is attacked by the killer. Sydney's boyfriend, Billy Loomis, arrives shortly after. When he drops his cell phone, Sydney suspects him of making the call and flees. Billy's arrested and questioned, but later at Tatum's house, Sydney receives another ominous phone call plot twist. Immediately, I will say, relationship is not in a great place if all he has to do is drop a phone and it's like, you must have been the one calling me. Like, <laughs> I know cell phones weren't as common, but my goodness, no. it was literally just someone just called me on the phone and you have a phone. You must be the one. It feels like a giant leap. feels like you do not trust each other. If it's like, uh, you have a phone, you're my boyfriend, you're probably the one trying to kill me. Talk about having no trust. It That's takes the tiniest true. bit of evidence. Tiniest. Very, very, very quick. But, I mean, shady character. He's already climbing he through is. the window and stuff. Sure. I mean, like. Come and on. it was 96 again. Not everyone has a cell phone. They even ask him at the station, what are you doing with a cellular telephone? Son? Like, it's, <laughs> so funny. That's geez, one of my favorite man. lines. But, um, I mean, like, come I mean, he was climbing through the window. He was there just to try to get himself some. So, he like, was. he's not. He was. Uh, but to be fair, she was pretty playful with it. So, um, mm -hmm. gave him the old quick flash. Uh, <laughs> the next day, Billy is released and suspicion, suspicion shifts to Sydney's father, Neil Prescott. Real quick release, he, by the way, from jail. Like, yes. just out real fast for they a potential once. It's yeah, not on murder. the cell phone. He's, yeah. he's good to go. Doesn't matter about that murder that maybe he was involved in. <laughs> the calls have been traced to Neil Prescott, her father, on his phone. So that's their top, uh, their top suspect right now. Also, As school is, go ahead. Quick timeout. For, um, a, I mean, obviously this movie's like riddled with other mm -hmm. horror movie references. Um, mm -hmm. Don't a cover of "Don't Fear the Reaper" is playing in, uh, I think, in the scene where Billy's in uh, the girl's bedroom with her, and Incredible. that song was also played in the original Halloween movie, I believe. Awesome. Love the and Easter it also makes eggs. sense with uh, Ghostface, who looks like the Grim Reaper. So. Yes, he does. <laughs> yes, he does. So after he's been released, the school suspended in the wake of the murders. The killer stabs Principal Arthur Hembry to death in his office. Tatum's boyfriend and Billy's best friend. He kind of deserved it. He kind of <laughs> deserved it. He was kind of a jerk, not going to lie. He was a Also, did, a did little... you see how he, like, caressed her chin? Like, when he... Yeah, yeah. I was like... I was Stuff questioning you would, at first, like, is this her dad? Like, I didn't. But you wouldn't I see know. that nowadays. Just would not see that. Uh, let's let's not completely rule it out. <laughs> it's a good Tatum, news story like that that pops every up every now and then. Tatum's boyfriend and Billy's best friend Stu they throw a party to celebrate the school's closure. Gail attends uninvited, as she expects the killer will strike again. Tatum's older brother, Deputy uh, Sheriff Dewey Riley also looks for the murderer at the party. Randy gives the rules on how to live through a scary movie. This is where the meta part comes in, about all the things you need to do, not having sex, don't say I'll be right back, all of the rules that we've seen over old scary movies that, we'll be honest, he's pretty spot on with all the rules. Everything he True. says is pretty accurate. If you want to There's live a formula. through old, it's, you, if you don't have sex, if you're the virgin one, you don't say I'll be right back, you don't go investigate a random noise, you will probably live. Yep. You follow those things you're in a good spot. True facts. True, true facts. <laughs> Randy gives the rules out 
how to live through it. Then the killer murders Tatum by crushing her neck with the garage door. She's trying to get out of like a doggy door, and the killer couldn't <laughs> quite get her. Raises the door, she is killed. Pretty intense murder. Gotta gotta lay off the uh, the Twinkies. Those hips just couldn't quite couldn't get. Couldn't Those get hips through. don't lie, and they can't <laughs> do not the lie. Door. Also. Impressive uh, engine or whatever on this garage yes. door. My God, like yes, it's a trucks engine. They don't make, they don't make them like they used to. They don't make no, them they like don't. they used to. <laughs> Any a slight breeze hits your garage door now and it starts going back down. <laughs> yep. Many party attendees are drawn away after hearing of Hembry's death, leaving only Sydney, Billy, their friend Randy Meeks, Stu, and Gail's cameraman Kenny. After having sex, dun dun dun. After having sex. Sydney and Billy are confronted by the killer. Sydney escapes from the house and seeks help from Kenny, but the killer fatally slashes his throat. Gail crashes her van while escaping, and Dewey is stabbed in the back while investigating in the house. Sydney takes his gun for protection. Randy and Stu show up and accuse each other of being the killer, but Sydney retreats back into the house where she finds Billy wounded. After they let Randy inside, Sydney gives Billy the gun, but Billy shoots and injures Randy now, the friend revealing himself to be the killer, and Stu reveals himself to be the second killer by talking into a voice changer. A real twist there. What a bunch of just teenage geniuses. Just teenage sociopathic geniuses. (laughs) I will say, we know this now, where if someone's in jail and they get a call, oh, it's clearly not you, it's somebody else. We now know that could mean there are multiple people in on it. It doesn't just mean, oh, wait, there can only be one person involved. If it's still happening, you are clearly not guilty. You're skipping some steps there. To be fair, I feel like the typical rule of uh, horror movies is there is only one killer. There it's... is generally that. That is the yes, but Scream is not following those typical scary movies. So mm, sneaky, sneaky. Twi- Before we get to the final stretch here, how'd you feel about this, Davis? When you found out the twist of the two killers, there's not just one, and it really explains a lot of the rest of the movie. But the fact that there are two of them and not just one. Yeah. Um, so, like I said, I'm going to explain this slightly with the knowledge that I had seen the newest movie and some of the mm-hmm. same things, I mean, like the exact same things happen in the newest movie. Mm-hmm. Sorry, spoiler alert, mm-hmm. Ryan. For yep. I've not seen the newest one. <laughs> yeah. Some of the very exact same things happen. Um, but I, so part, what I'm trying to say is part of this is my emotions of watching the newest movie and how it happened and unfolded in front of me. Mm-hmm. knowing that and mixed in knowing that in the original screen movie, this stuff is going to happen also okay. all that to say absolutely genius to say things like, Oh, the boyfriend's always the killer. And like you like hear it and you're like, yeah. And you like dismiss it immediately. You dismiss mm-hmm. it immediately. And then well, lucky there it's, it's old Billy Loomis. Oh, Billy Loomis. I- I will say, for me personally, name, the, by the, way. The, the first time I saw it, I was very sad about the reveal. There was only one person I didn't want to be the killer. Only one out of this whole movie. And that most, was Most likely guy. Yeah, most likely Because guy sure. he played Shaggy in the, the live-action Scooby-Doo. I'm a huge Scooby-Doo fan. I saw that first. That came out in, like, 01 or 02 or 03 or something. And I saw Scream shortly after. And I'm like, anyone but the guy who played Shaggy. Well, of course, he ends up being one of the two killers. Shaggy of course he does. would never. Shaggy would never. Never Absolutely kill somebody. Shaggy would never. He takes people's masks off. He doesn't put them mm-hmm. on himself. That's right. 
Matthew Lillard, um, very good actor, but it hurt. Great it stuff, hurt. great stuff. Very uh, similar character, uh, Stu very and Shaggy. Similar. <laughs> yes, it was very. I know. I'm telling you, it felt like it was Shaggy as the killer. It's all I'm saying. It, it hurt. No, I know. Honestly, most likable person though. Um, oh, by far. But even then, I, the movie did like a really good job of throwing kind of the blame around on people. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. there was. Um, there was some, I don't remember what exactly happened. There was some suspect that it could have been the principal just briefly. Um, mm-hmm. I can't remember what it was that I saw. Um, when the whole school bathroom scene happens, obviously you see yep. the killers wearing like boots, mm-hmm. um, which by the way, <laughs> it probably was Okay, here's my question real quick. I know we're getting deep into things already. Do you think this movie was... No, that's not that's not a question because I know it was. This movie absolutely was intentionally funny at some points, correct? Like, yes, hundred percent, no, no doubt. Because one of the yeah, one of the things I read is that partially to get a better or a lower rating, I think it's rated R. I think it's rated R. Mm-hmm. Um, they tried to explain to the I can't remember what they're called, the people who do the rating system. Yeah. Um, to view it as a comedy movie and not a and not a horror movie, mm-hmm. but I also feel like not everything in there is meant to be funny. That is no, funny. Also, it, it is it's, a it's, mixed... a it's an easy movie to make fun of at the same time. Scream is scream. It does not fit into one thing. It is scary. It is yeah. black yeah. comedy. It's every. It's meta. It's its own thing. It's everything. Yeah. So it's it's no. It's not just that, but it is definitely meant to be funny at certain points no doubt but all that to say in the bathroom or the school bathroom scene where he's in the stall when his like boots come down off the toilet or whatever is and then his gown like slowly lowers after (laughs) his boots cracked me up so much yes but you had like the boots and like there was a camera shot that Mm -hmm. purposely showed like the boots of one of the police officers at one point um Mm -hmm. you think it could possibly be like the news crew people at some point Mm -hmm. um Stu makes a joke about like hunting or something at the beginning of the yep. of the movie that's referenced. So for the blame to be thrown all around for it, it just mm-hmm. to come back to being the boyfriend is genius. Chef's kiss. Genius. Chef's kiss. Billy and Stu corner Sydney in the kitchen and discuss their plan to kill her and pin the murder spree on her father, whom they've taken hostage, reveals how they are calling from his to- phone. Typical uh, villain move to have to explain their entire plan. <laughs> Absolutely. Instead <laughs> of take, just doing it. It'd take way too long to do so. They also reveal that they were the ones that raped and murdered her mother and framed Cotton Ford as she was having an affair with Billy's father, which drove his mother away. So we did get a serial killer that has an actual motive, which we don't always get. They even explain that. We don't always get a motive. True. When you have That's very true. Freddy, Michael, Jason. We don't always get yeah. obvious they're just sometimes psychopathic killers. He There's was an in, argument that uh, not everybody needs a motive. Um, yes, but I remember, yeah. in true Scream fashion, There's they, do a motive. Have, <laughs> yeah. they do have one. Gail intervenes and it allows Sydney to escape and turn the tables on the killers, taunting them with a phone call and donning the killer's costume before knocking Billy out and dropping a television set on Stu's head, electrocuting and killing him. An enraged Billy awakens and attacks Sydney, but Gail shoots and injures him. Randy is revealed to be wounded but alive and remarks that the killer always resurfaces for one last scare. But, of course, as Billy rises in another scream twist, Sydney shoots Billy in the head, 
finally killing him for good. And she even says, not in my movie. Another very great meta comment about the yeah. whole situation. As police arrive, Dewey, badly injured, is taken away by ambulance as Gail makes an impromptu news report about the night's events. And that was Scream 1996. Davis? So funny that even in the end where, like, you think, like, they say the comment about the killer always pops up one more time. You're like, okay, surely it's not going to, like, do it again. It's like, yeah, of course. Yeah, we're going to do this. <laughs> but she put the bullet right in the forehead and said, not this time. What a, sh- and what a say, sharpshooter. What a I know, it was impressive. To say also not in my movie, I was like, man, what a line. That was, yeah. that was incredible. She should so have looked was... into the camera after she said that. <laughs> looked right <laughs> there should have been more camera looks, honestly. There really should have been. That's I the know. only thing that was missing. The first thing we do before we get into anything too in-depth are scariest and funniest moments of the movie. Davis, we've got a bunch of honorable mentions as always. What's your scariest moment of this movie? Um... Honestly, I feel there was there's really not a ton of jump scares, first of all, that I would say in this movie. I don't think it's it's definitely not that kind of scary movie. I think it's more yeah. of a uh, more of like a classic slasher with a kind of you're you're more afraid of the chase scenes than you are, mm-hmm. you know, something jumping out at you. Yeah. Um I would say easily the opening scene is the scariest part in general. Um, I, and I kind of wish I hadn't seen it, but I feel like probably the scariest moment for a lot of people is when uh Ghostface jumps through like the glass door in the opening mm-hmm. scene and jumps on yeah. it. That probably is the scariest part. But yeah. honestly, I just feel like his chase of her throughout the opening scene is probably mm-hmm. the scariest part. And really yep. the part yep. where she's, where she's kind of trying to get anything out of her mouth to yell to her parents and she can't like that can't, was, yeah. And just like the disembowelment and hanging a tree is brutal for, for an opening it is. scene. What do you I, think? What I, do you think? Though? I completely agree. To me, there's a few you can talk, uh, you can talk me into you, you hit one of the scenes. I also think this is an underrated one. When you're not talking about a specific moment, but kind of what you did, where it's a scene, Billy and Stu talking to Sydney just about their whole plan and everything, I think is done very well. There's some comedy mixed in with Stu, but it's very creepy the way it's done. Yeah, Stu comes off like super deranged for sure. Yes, like, yes, yeah. I think that one's good. Um, but there's a few you could you could talk me into. Uh, I'm gonna give you uh, one that the first time I watched this, I remember it be, it like really getting me and I'm going to give you the one that I thought just got me the most now mm-hmm. one that's neither of those was just Ghostface behind the principal's door I think it's a good scare I think he really walks in the door yeah. and he's there I think that one's a very good scene it's pretty dark the one that got me years ago that I guess I'm just going to go with because it was the first time I saw it whenever Casey looks up and it's the back of Ghostface head and he turns I that I thought was really good yeah um I thought that really got me the first time I watched. I was not expecting it at all. That it's just black as soon as you look up, and then it turns really fast. Yeah. Uh, the one that got me this time, I did not remember it, is that when Billy's in jail and she gets the call and Ghostface jumps out of the closet behind her when yeah. she's coming back inside. I thought that was really good, too. So a couple of those jump scares yeah. aren't insane, you know, but effective. Still still good jump scares. Yeah, the movie does a really not good. not a terrifying movie. Does a really good job of like uh, 
going from mm-hmm. a pretty tame conversation to a chase scene yep. in like an I agree. instant. Yes. Which now takes us to the funniest part of the movie. To me, I again have multiple honorable mentions. I am very curious what you find as the funniest moment in this movie, Davis. First of all, I think the writing for this movie was like hilarious. Incredible, and, right? And you know, you always love a good uh joke that panders to mm. the fans or panders to the smarter people watching and as a person who got a lot of the jokes of this movie it made you mm-hmm. it makes you feel really good makes yep. you feel really good yes it does um but even outside of that there's a lot of just like little one-liners and stuff mm-hmm. that is hilarious um i wish i would have rewound it and um, gotten the exact line, but somebody said something about like a bubble butt boy boyfriend Steve. Just <laughs> so weird. It means something completely different now than it probably did back then. Yep. But and and the uh, we already mentioned but but the uh, the whole cellular telephone question <laughs> in the police station is hilarious. I don't know if if you would have gotten this line or you know picked this in even like a top five, but. First of all, one of the funniest parts of the movie to me was, um, like, the media people. Like, they were, mm-hmm. like, everywhere mm-hmm. almost instantaneously, which was hilarious yep. to me. Yep. Um, but I think it was when they were maybe walking out of the police station or something, and one of the reporters goes, Hey, how was it to uh, almost be brutally murdered? <laughs> it's like, Jesus. It's very good. <laughs> The media no, t- does not care. Does not care. How was it that you were almost brutally murdered? Not even just murdered. Yeah, brutally murdered. How was that? <laughs> get, get, let's get our quote. Yep. Please, please, please explain all of your trauma that just happened to you right now. Please. We need something. Okay. Okay. What about you? What about you? I'm interested so, to know what you'll say. I'm going to give you the honorable mentions. The, I, do you remember the one where he saying, kept saying liver alone? Get it? Liver? Yeah. Liver alone? So that one made me laugh. Uh, Dewey interacting with his sister, Courtney Cox, uh, and David Arquette, when he says, Mom and Dad said, when I wear this badge, you have to treat me like a man of the law. That, <laughs> I forgot that, about that. That, that one made really me laugh good. pretty that hard. Really it's yeah. probably the funniest line, uh, but uh, the <laughs> other one, and this, yeah. that one was just, I really, I think David Arquette's great in this role. I think in general he's pretty yeah. funny. I think in this role he's perfect. Um, also liked, this wasn't laugh out loud funny, but just really funny, the rules. Just the whole rules yeah. scene was great. Yeah. But the one that just got me, so I don't know what, probably because I've watched this movie for the first time since I've watched Scream last. Whenever the principal is looking for whatever sound there is and looks out into the hall and there's the janitor <laughs> and he's dressed up like Freddy Krueger and he goes, oh, hey, Fred. And that yeah. was, it was so <laughs> good. He just goes, hey, Fred. And he has the, he has the, the sweater striped on. shirt yeah, and, and the, the hat. hat. Like, yeah. That was so good. That they just... Another reference to a scary movie, but I don't think I've ever caught that before. But it's because I had never seen Nightmare on Elm Street. I mean, I knew who Freddy was, so I probably should have. But he just goes, he just looks out there, and there's it's just the janitor, and he goes, "Oh, hey, Fred." Yeah. And he calls him Fred. It's so good. Uh, yeah. Um, the other uh, when the very first scene when they're talking about the scary movie and stuff over the phone, um, and I can't remember which one of them mentions uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, and one of them goes, "Yeah, only the first one was good though." Yeah. <laughs> Just dragging the other movies. Good old Uh, self-deprecating humor. Good stuff. Um, So this takes us to best kill. I think there's – I have a winner, but you could honestly talk me into a couple of them, to be totally honest. You could talk me into a couple kills. 
but I'm I'm curious to see what you will pick as your best kill. Dude. I guarantee you would not guess what my mine is. Okay, and it's okay. It's for reasons that are not typical. Typically, we go with the best kill being like the scariest or most brutal or something, <laughs> which probably deserves to be like the uh, garage door one. It probably deserves to be, okay. but the context of this kill is really just kind of funny to me and. Um, the best kill to me is um, what's the what's the cameraman's name for the oh. for Gale? I can't remember his name. Not that it's that important, but obviously he gets uh, he gets slashed in the throat and killed. What was made it so great to me is that <laughs> they took time to Kenny. take his Kenny Kenny. They took time to take Kenny's body and put it on top of the van. <laughs> yes. I, I've thought about that every time I watch. I don't understand. It makes for a good scare for Courtney oh Cox's character. But it just seems like a complete waste of time. Like, he's big, too. He's a big guy. That would take some time to get him up there. I've always thought about that. I was like, why? It makes no put him under the car. I think he would fit. Just put him under. Like, okay, we'll, we'll put him on top of the van. You know, position him just right so if once it starts going, he'll slide down a little bit. And also, let's get some of that blood down onto the uh, windshield so when the wipers yes. go, it, yes. oh, it's blood there. <laughs> it's just so funny that, okay. you know, let's take time to put him on top of the van. I never would have guessed that was your I know, I know you wouldn't have Never would have guessed that. <laughs> okay. What do you think, so, though? Let's go with the honorable mentions. And like I said, I'm, I have one, but I have a 1A, 1B. So the two... Oh. That are not the one A one B. Casey and Steve right at the beginning, great kills. To be honest, disembowel oh, both of them. Hanging from Wish the you would have seen I mean, more. Wish you would have seen more. But yeah, like ninety six. I get it. I mean, also she's hung from the tree by the intestines. That's incredible. Yeah, yeah. Like also how they wouldn't just keep unfolding. I don't know how she's suspended in the air. They should just kind of keep unfolding. But no, another rule whatever. about uh, scary movies: don't ask questions. Just don't ask questions. <laughs> let it happen. Uh, and then the principal. I think the principal is a good kill. It's not. It's mm. definitely not my winner. It's fourth out of these four, but it's a pretty good kill. Oh, four um, honorable, four three honorable well, no, mentions. Three honorable. Well, mentions. one A, one A being one A. Yes. And 1B. Yeah. So okay, okay. I'm not going to choose this one, but I really want to. Um, and it's Stu with the TV on the head. Incredible kill. Absolutely incredible. You have the big old block TV falling and electrocuting someone. Completely ridiculous, but love the kill. Quite, quite literally killed by a horror movie as Halloween was playing yes. on TV. Literally yes. killed by a horror movie. Very fitting. I mean, very fitting. Yeah. You think that's an accident? Of course not. Of course um, not. Of course so not. That one, you, you idiot. That's not You accident. idiot. Um, but of course, the one I had to go with was Tatum in the doggy door of the garage door. I think it's one of the most iconic kills in slasher history. It's incredible. Yeah. Um, just everything about it is it's so different than any of the other kills you get with Ghostface. It is absolutely so the most unique kill. Yeah. Yeah. Uh the, the intensity of it, like you even mentioned it. The motor of this thing to like just just be pulling this door up so hardcore. They don't make them like they used to, I'm telling you. They don't. No, they don't. No, they don't. Um had to be my best kill. Um just, just the the uniqueness of it, the brutality of it, everything about that one. Um had to go with the That's fair. Um, the garage door one. That's fair. That's the easy choice. I took, you know, the more. I know. <laughs> I know. So now we have our winner and our loser. This is always interesting. We, we rarely, I don't know if ever, I, I will say, I don't know. I can't say we never have, but rarely do we double up um, on these it's, winners yeah, and losers. Very, very hard to. I, yes. That's one of those things that where I wish I had like an easy thing to look at if we had yes. ever. Keep the, keep We're the not sophisticated. Go, yeah. go back and listen to our season one, everybody. You're already on the feed. Go back and listen. Let us know if we ever double up. Or uh, if anybody wants to be an unpaid intern and wants to keep this sort of information for us. That's right. <laughs> Document. Great too. Yeah. 
So Davis, who won Scream 1996 for you? Um, <laughs> so I'll give honorable mention to his name was Kevin Williamson. Mm-hmm. One of the best written horror movies I've seen, probably, honestly. One of the best horror written horror movies. Obviously, we'll get more into that in giving credit when we get to uh, the ratings and whatnot, but um, I, I think that deserves an honorable mention. Mm-hmm. And it's not pretty rare that I would make somebody not a character or actually in the movie a winner mm-hmm. of the movie. Um, but really, my winner of the movie has is something that uh, you're very familiar with, Ryan. Very, very familiar with. Okay. I, you you actually made money off it for several years. All right. Um, my winner of the movie is the media and journalism because yep. wow, they got there fast everywhere. Yes, they did. They <laughs> they did. were. I mean, and I mean, right on time. Right after uh-huh. you know a significant thing happened. Oh, they killed the killers. Oh, they're coming around the corner. Look at that. <laughs> they made, of course I don't know they how are. they knew. I don't know how they knew, but they're getting there. <laughs> I mean, and what what a. Uh, what just a low down dirty story too for um mm. fuck I just forgot her name Courtney Cox's character um oh Gail Gail, Gail. Yeah. also really showing the the uh, true journalism passion where there's a killer on the loose and she's more focused on a potentially <laughs> a potentially innocent man in jail <laughs> yeah really really great I'm just and how she can I'm, promote her book about it uh, exactly exactly rough. Incredible. Journalists would never do that. They're never out there. Are you serious? No way. That's that's all part of the comedy of this movie, you know? <laughs> yeah, very fictional. Very fictionalized very. part of this movie right there. <laughs> Nothing meta about that part. <laughs> no, not at all. Uh, I like that. Okay. I like that. Uh, I have an honorable mention as well, and you just mentioned her. Uh, it's Gail. I think mm. you've got to – I did not make her my winner, but I was very close to picking her. She was always right on top of it. She ends up repairing her relationship with the raped and murdered woman's daughter. You know, throughout this whole thing, she helps stop this killer, and it is going to help sell her book afterward. It is. That's it. You know that. So we mentioned that in another, another podcast. Um, she's going to make a lot of money off, she's off of the, these stories. Now her cameraman was murdered, and she saw him fall on the windshield in front of her. That's Listen, that's rough. But if we if we know anything, trauma sells. So she'll be fine. Yep. And she wouldn't die. She got hit into a post, passed out. Billy's over her with a gun, gets distracted, and leaves. One one pull of the trigger would have taken half a second. She'd be dead. But yeah. no, he had to go and find Sydney. Makes no sense. To, Just go ahead and to be kill Gail. And... To be fair, I'd have a hard time killing Courtney Cox, too. So Very I mean, true. I can't, yeah. Very true. <laughs> so my real winner, though, and I thought this was with a landslide when I was thinking about this, I had to go Randy. Randy knows the rules. He followed the rules. He lives. I mean, come Very on. Very true. I thought he destroyed this movie in every single way. He's pretty safe. The killer's behind him for like a few seconds, but eventually leaves. Yeah. He's never really in danger outside of that one time. He, like I said, he knows the rules of this universe. He can yeah. survive. He's the one helping others survive. Randy, domination in this one. I think he won this film, and he might be the reason people lived. Everyone's going to look at Sydney. Yeah. She's the one that did everything, but come on. Randy's the one that knows the rules. He's the one protecting everybody. So Very true. I, I had to go with him. Had to Very go true. with Randy. R.I.P. to Blockbuster and video stores, by the way. Yes. We don't have enough Randys anymore. <laughs> we don't have enough Randys. He, he, he was thriving in his time. That was the height of Blockbuster. I mean, 96, it's probably not even the height, yeah. but like 
right I mean, coming into it. I mean, it is early. They're doing very well. They're doing very yes. well at that point. Yes. <laughs> Takes me to the loser. First of all, my honorable mention, man, I had to go the mom because yes, it's unfair. Yeah. She was murdered and raped and everything, but your lasting legacy to your daughter is that you were cheating on her father. And that's why she was murdered. Not the best story. I will say, um, fair, you know, it's fair. I don't know that. that was none of this, much. none of this happens most likely if she was not having an affair. So, uh, not to, yes. not to throw the blame yes. exactly on one person I, or two people, yep. but, uh, I also, the other ones I had, these were all just quick on, not even as big as the mom. These were just kind of thoughts I had of people who could have been losers. Tatum and Casey, Casey. I mean, you're willing to cheat on your boyfriend, it sounds like. Then he's murdered. You're murdered. You're not in the rest of this franchise, and you're Drew Barrymore. That's a rough look. Then you have sure. Tatum. You know clearly nothing about your boyfriend. Just throwing that out there. You don't know anything about him. <laughs> I mean, this guy is a cold-blooded killer. And Listen, it was it was a different time. We didn't have texting. When, although, even though we didn't have texting, we had an interesting computer app to where you could type and call the 911. No. I was... I do you think that was was that a real technology? I'm like, guessing I, it was. I don't know. I maybe it would make sense in like '96. The internet had come around pretty well. Like okay, not everyone has a cell phone. I guess it's a way to do it. But weird. She had she had pulled up quickly too. So either she had it in her it, favorites or something, or uh, <laughs> or something. Nine one one off the off the internet a lot. <laughs> so those are all the ones you can talk me into. The mom, Tatum, Casey. I had to go my overall loser, and I will say, probably should have gone the mom. Overall, looking back on it, I really kind of want to go the mom. But the one I wrote down here, I put Stu. Stu, very impressionable. Very impressionable by his friend Billy. His whole life thrown away. He dies. Yeah, he gets some kills in. But now he's dead. <laughs> for what? For nothing. He he was very yeah. funny. He had a girlfriend. He had a lot of things going for him. And he wasn't weird like Billy. Like, I think he would have had a normal life if he didn't have the weird peer pressure of yeah. Billy. So a whole life to go away. True. And to die the way he did with a TV smash in his head and electrocuting him. Just a rough look for Shaggy, man. That's uh, it's it's a tough one for Stu. Tough for him. Not to mention, uh, before dying, he got stabbed multiple times. Yes, he did. Yes, and he did. um, like a lot of people think, um, injuries when you're not expecting them hurt a lot less than when you are expecting them. So I know mm-hmm. he, those stabbings hurt as well. He so. knew they were coming. It's uh, yeah. and like. Now that I'm talking about it, I might go with the mom. I don't know. It's kind of a tie between the two. I still think the mom, the more I verbalize it out loud, a real rough look for the mom. Yeah. Um, yeah. She's dead and completely tarnished with her daughter. Of, I'm still not happy my mom died, but, man, now I'm just learning that she was cheating on my dad, and that's why she was murdered. Like, uh, yep. uh, a rough look. So, actually, I'm and switching you, it. Stu's right there. Mom's the real loser. And mom's you know, the real loser this one. you know Gail's going to use that uh, in oh, her story, no, too. Yeah. Like, that's she's no, got to no. use that, so... Who do you have as a loser? I, since I took half the cast, but who, who do you have as a loser, Davis? <laughs> took half the cast, but you didn't take my loser. Yeah, there we go. Um, right. My loser is um, both the ghost faces, so we could say Billy okay. and um, Billy and Stu, but not for reasons of dying or being the villain or anything like that, mm-hmm. um, but more for the reasons of their personal fitness and body weight. Um. Yeah. I'm blown away by the way their bodies just get thrown around by getting hit by anything. Like, kicked Very in the dope. knees and they're mm-hmm. on the ground, hit by a door and they're flying like 10 feet backwards. True. Uh, they, what, do they, I think they 
weigh 40 pounds, maybe? Like Maybe, yeah. Jeez, I don't know. I mean, and they act the same. You would think Stu right. would have a little more to him. He's taller, he's bigger, right. but no, they're yeah. not. Uh, it is true, especially with Casey at the beginning. Casey is not a big woman by any means. No. And she can hold her own pretty good, not going to lie. Pretty, pretty easily. Just one swift punch, and um, you've uh-huh. just gotten yourself like 40 feet of diff- distance to yep. run away. I, I mean, I, listen, I know the 90s was a different time, but um, still, they had gyms around. They had yep. food to eat. So, like, Don't you also, and this is a totally random one, you just kind of reminded me with your loser. Don't you wish you knew which kill was who? And some of them you do know just do. because of. I but like the do. first one with Casey, who was it? We'll never know. I'd like to know who the first uh, really kill was with Casey. Because we know they both kill the mom, and we know, obviously, when Billy gets stabbed, that's Stu. And yeah. Some of them you can know in context, but Principal? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, we know the call on the phone when Billy is in prison. That has to be Stu. But yeah. a lot of them, like, specifically the opening scene, we have no idea which one it is. Yeah. Kind of bugs me. Wish we knew who it's killed It's still, Billy. I mean, it still could be both a little bit in the opening scene. Like... Because it, it, it felt like it they could. were in the, at the front of the house one second, and like two seconds later, they're in the back of the house. And there's like, it, no way, true. no chance you're that fast. It's definitely possible. Yeah, no, that's definitely true. It's just, in general, I wish we knew who. But Plus, she pulls the mask off of whichever one's actually on top of her killing her. True. We'll never know. Never true. know. We won't. Yeah. But, you know, you think, like, if it's only one killer, no way they'd have reached that, because the other one's just going to get jealous, like... Oh, they're both killing. Like, guaranteed. Oh, you're you're gonna you're gonna make this plan to go uh-huh. kill her, and you're not gonna involve me. No, no way, dude. Yep. No, at least let me definitely... type. At least let me type the boyfriend. I'll take the boyfriend. You can have her. Let's yeah. you know. Let's they're work definitely together. alternating. Kids I know. I know we're psychopaths, but let we have reason. We're friends <laughs> still at the end of the day. <laughs> so, Davis. This is where we get to why we have this podcast. Rating these scary movies 1 to 100 on our all-time scary movie list. For those of you that have never listened to any of our episodes, we have five categories. We rank 1 to 10. So each of us, Davis and I, have this movie ranked 1 out of 50. We simply add those together, and that is our score out of a 100. I am already mentally preparing myself for Davis having a lower score and depressing me. Because <laughs> as as this, you should. Yeah, as you this, should. This movie will be ranked lower than it should. Just as a disclaimer, if you're upset, I'm already ahead of time. I know I'm going to be upset. <laughs> this is absolutely a revenge rating for me for Ryan's um, thrashing of Hereditary and not putting it in its rightful place. So you pick and choose it, your battles. That's all I'm saying. It's in its rightful place. Okay, so we start off. <laughs> Let's open up the Twitter poll. Come on, we, please. <laughs> we start off a very, I, I can say very, but a simpler one, the story. How do we like the story of Scream? The storyline of it, how, and we don't put parameters on. I'm just kind of giving you some ideas, yeah. listeners. Now, but, you know, kind of how creative it is, what we liked about the writing, about how the story's put together, all those things. Kind of just the overall, very broad story of Scream. What do you think, Davis? So, as I do with most of these, first of all, you have to give points for being a franchise starter. That's if Always. you Always. have a good enough story to where you can start a franchise off of the first story that says a ton about the story. Even beyond that... um, Spoiler alert for these categories, story is the highest for me. I okay. I think the story is easily the best part. It's mm-hmm. so good from all the jokes, you know, about Wes Craven or about different horror movies mm-hmm. to, I mean, just making making a 
like a teen drama slasher scary movie. Yep. But making it a meta scary movie is something I, you know, obviously I saw the newest scary movie or scream before this one, boo Davis. I know, but finding out that that was what the movie was about was like mind blowing to me. And I thought it was so genius and it made it so much more enjoyable for me. Um, at the end of the day, like it's still a 1996, like teenage (laughs) drama movie. And there's some goofy stuff still. Um, and I thought some scenes like kind of drew on too long. I thought this movie in general was slightly too Mm -hmm. long, slightly too long. Um, but all that being said, I'm barely taking away anything. I gave it a nine on the story. Okay. I mean, it's very high. Uh, I agree with pretty much everything you said, uh, except for it being too long. I disagree with that. But everything <laughs> else you said, um, I Come on, let's get to the killing. It, it started, obviously, a great franchise, so we always give points for that. Um, I, I get what you are saying about, like, okay, but it's still, you know, teenagers. I, I get those things. Yeah. But... I love that it's still one of the originals in that, yes, there are other teenage slashers, but this one being the meta where it's making fun of itself and dissecting other scary movies, the mixture of comedy with um, with horror in it, um, the jokes that are hidden all throughout. I think it's not a perfect scary movie by any means. I don't know if there is one. But in this way, the way it was made, it is perfect. That's why we, it's a 10 wait, out of 10 time, on, <laughs> on the, the first, on the the first of the season. The first of the season. First, yes. It is a 10 out of 10 on the story, and this was the easiest rating for me. I would, I I would like, say no doubt. I would say you stole the first 10 of the season from me, but uh, I did not give it a 10 in any of these categories. There so you sorry. go. <laughs> <But> <laughs> bing, 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 <laughs> We got to get that in there. Um, I just love everything about the story that it takes what you know and gives you the nostalgia of what you love while adding a whole other side that you're you're not even realizing you would love. Like I said, this is one of my favorite scary movies. How could it be that if I didn't love the story that's of it? That's, that's, that's the fair. easiest one. So Not uh, not an easy feat to take a teen slasher movie no. and make it so no. meta and deep. And, yeah, I, I, yep. Like I said, I only took away one point, so I, I don't disagree all that yep. much. So now the scariness. This is a scary movie podcast after all. Now there's obviously different levels of scary between true horror movies and movies like this that are obviously not, that's not the strength. It's just, let's just scare the crap out of people. But how scary did you find Scream? So we've talked about this in previous episodes. This is like a pre-2000 movie. So you still have to take into account a little bit the restrictions of you know, the technology that they had at the time and all that. And, you know, the rating system was different those days and all, all that sort of stuff. So in my mind, I kind of break it down into, you know, given 50% of thought of how scary it was to me current day, 2022 and how scary I thought it was to Mm -hmm. viewers in 1996. Um, To me personally in 2022, Definitely not very scary of a movie. Um, Mm -hmm. I didn't find, like, the jump scares very effective at all. Um, The scariest part probably was, you know, the the scenes where you get Ghostface over the phone being Mm -hmm. a deranged killer. And 
honestly, getting Billy and Stu like in their true form at the end of the movie, probably some of the scariest parts. Yeah, including you know you get you get still shots of um, the two teens at the beginning of the movie like gutted, but you don't really see anything. There's not a lot of gore to it, so it's to me, like I said, modern day, not that scary of a movie to me. I completely understand being in 1996 thinking I don't want to be at home alone now because yeah. somebody's going is watching me and is going to come in and and stab me. And I really don't want to answer the phone ever again. <laughs> yes. So yeah. balancing those two things out, I'm kind of just in the middle of the road at a five. Okay. I think that's fair. I think this is probably the one that's the most you can really go all over the board. It just really depends on what you're looking right. for, to be totally honest. Because that's fair. If, if I was to judge this on The Conjuring or something where it's just pure how scary it is, it would be lower than what I ended up having it at. That's, now right. I do I do think some of the jump scares, like I said, when I first was watching it uh, in oh two oh three whatever it was, um, and it was already at that point a few years old. The jump scares got me a little bit, uh, and I was you know definitely scared like being home alone early on because of this movie. But also, it's not built on just the scares, so it's I yeah. am judging it a little bit on a curve, partly when I watched it the first time, but also as a this isn't your typical scary movie, so I'm not going to judge it based off. Just how scary are the scares? If that makes any sense, it's kind of no. Like, I, get, I'm, I'm, I get what you're saying. This one, Scream is just different. So I went a seven point five. I'm probably a little generous First because point five the season as well. <laughs> it is also you're hitting all the not, categories right now. Not a seven and a half. Like if one three movies was a seven and a half, it's a different type. That one is truly like, did it frighten me? This yeah. is just kind of how effective was the scares in the context of it's a dark comedy slash scary. So. If yeah. it was just pure scariness, I'd probably go closer to something you had between five and five and a half, six. But yeah, when I'm looking at it through what it is of a comedy, to fat to have me laughing at certain points with the scares, and I do think there are legitimate scary movies uh, moments. The way that Casey is killed, the principal, like there are legitimate creepy moments. Like I said, probably bumped it up a bit, but I went seven and a half. Well, people at home, if you had a, a 10 and a point five on your bingo cards, go ahead and mark those down. You're, they're, they're, uh, you're probably very getting, close to bingo. Very close to bingo. We're getting everything on this one. <laughs> Next, we have the acting. Probably our most, I would guess, our most subjective on this thing. Maybe in our last category yep. could be a bit more subjective, but acting. What'd you think of this cast? And I will say, some big people in this one. You got Courtney Cox, David Arquette. Yeah. Even the main actress has become more of a of a... Uh, a bigger actress over the years. Even Liev Shriver was the one accused of killing uh, her mom. The one get, uh, we only see him for a few seconds, but there's some big actors. Oh, I mean, yeah. The principals from Happy cool Days. $10,000 for that. <laughs> Seriously. It's, and the, the principals even a, a big, like we've got yeah. some well-known people in this. Yeah, um, so really not do. some ragtag group by any means, but what'd you think of the acting mm-hmm. of this group? Yeah, this is absolutely you know, actually, I want you to go first because you may sway my thoughts a little bit okay. because I even wrote a question mark down to the number I wrote because I'm I, – I know. This one's uh, very I, difficult. This one's very hard. And anything I say good would be overdoing this cast, and anything I say bad I feel like would be too critical. It's just I yeah. liked what I saw. I thought Courtney Cox was Courtney Cox. She was good. The main the main character, I think – I don't know how you say it. Is it Niev or – I don't know how to say the actress. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. Nev, sure whatever it is, Campbell. She and Courtney Cox, I think, did really good. I think Stu was a great character for what he was. Yeah. Billy was really creepy. Yeah. Um, 
and uh, unlike the scariness, I'm probably too critical. I put it at a six and a half just because it's still above average. I just didn't – there wasn't a whole lot that really drew me in. I, like I said, I like David Arquette even for his character. It's just yeah. – there's not a whole lot that steals a lot of scenes, a whole lot that's really good. Uh, and part of that is anytime you have comedy involved, it's tough to judge acting when there's comedy involved. It, it really right. makes it difficult. They weren't yep. bad by any means. There's just nothing that I really thought like this person was great at it or really stole right. the scene. So still yep. above average, yep. but I, I even thought six and a half was being a little generous, but I don't mean that in a negative way. It's just, I don't know what was beyond just like, oh yeah, that, that was solid acting, but nothing that really steals a lot of scenes. Yeah. I, yeah. I agree with a lot of what you said. So I, I will not be changing my original number. I okay. think, I, I think I was on the right track. I will say, I do think that where some people might see the acting in this movie is a little cheesy. I mm-hmm. I have a feeling that that was on purpose, though. Oh, I, I agree. I, it's I agree. meant to be a little bit of a self-deprecating, scary mm-hmm. movie in, in that sort of medicine. So while you could take points away for some cheesy acting, I didn't because I thought it was uh, yeah. thought it was on purpose. Otherwise, I agree. I, I agree with you. It was, you know, it was a satisfactory performance yeah. for most people. And yeah. I really can't dock anybody hugely, and I really can't praise anybody hugely. Um, and, I mean, I say that. Matthew Lillard's stew was really, really mm-hmm. enjoyable. Even though he's probably yeah. the cheesiest character, he was honestly the most, most enjoyable. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm slightly above you. I gave it a seven. Okay. Yeah, it's... it's... Like it's not bad. I just, I enjoy the characters. I just don't know what acting was really like. Man, True. they really had to go to a, a place there to get this done. Like maybe True. Billy. I don't know that actor. So like maybe that was different from what he would normally do. I don't know. But uh, yeah, we're, Ma- we're about Ma- to say. you know Matthew Lillard, uh, famous method actor. He really has to get into uh, get into Very the character. So. Lives oh, yeah. character. <laughs> so the next one we got production Davis, and this is how the movie is shot, the lighting, just the overall technical aspect of how this movie is put together. Uh, what did you think of the production of this one? Um, this was actually maybe the most disappointing category for me. Um, mm-hmm. And maybe maybe that's unfair because I knew going into it, it's a Wes Craven movie. And I mm. maybe that's unfair. I was not really impressed by anything particularly as far as the directing or the production goes, um, it was all felt pretty basic for like a slasher movie. The one thing I really did not like though, I thought the music was terrible for this movie. And it's probably more of a production of it being a mid nineties movie. And I, I, so I get that to an extent, but there are also some moments in the movie. I was like, this music makes no sense right here. Um, and I'm not. I don't want to take too much away. Like there were still some good shots. Like I mentioned earlier, the the opening scene. There were some good uh, tracking shots throughout the house. Um, there was some good, you know, kind of behind the scenes. You see Ghostface walk by, sort of stuff there. Um, but you know, Gore wasn't really there all that much. Mm-hmm. There wasn't. You know, for the amount of ingenuity I would expect from Wes Craven, I guess I don't. I don't feel that there was a ton as far as the directing and production goes. I feel the ingenuity is probably more on the story side. 
So yep. all that being said, I gave it a, a six. Yeah, I, I agree with most of that. This is the one that um, – it's not my lowest rated. Acting was my lowest rated one. Production, uh, I agree with a lot of what you said. Now, I always give it a bit of a bump being from 96, anything that's older than about 05 right. or 10 that. or something yeah. like that. But I thought the sound mixing was very good. A lot of the fight scenes, everything I thought was very good. The way the jump scares were done. I thought just a lot of the sound in general was done very well. Um, just the way it was really quiet or there was like stabs. And then the whole voice on the phone, I thought uh, those the were done very really well. The voice is really good. Yep. Yeah, those are all good. Um, there, There's nothing that's like, for a movie that could get really squirrely being kind of funny... One of the easiest ways, you know, if it's bad production, then it's like, okay, we're getting into a comedy here. But, like, nothing was done bad. I don't think anything was bad. Uh, now, again, there was nothing that was over the top. But, yeah, good tracking on the shots. Um, nothing that I was like, wow, what a horrible production value here. So being the time yeah. period um, with good sound and everything being at least solid, I went a bit above you. I went with a seven. Not, not anything special, nothing to write home about. I was like, you know what? For the time that it was, you probably even could have talked me into a little bit higher, but you need something a little more creative. Like we saw with Nightmare on Elm Street, where you're getting like crazy camera angles from like yeah. decades ago. You know, like, give me yeah. something if you want to get above a seven. But I think still a solid score for what we got in that movie yeah. overall. Can we talk about briefly the uh, the phrase, nothing to write home about? Can you imagine <laughs> being in a situation where you're like, I just saw Scream I need I've got to I, write home about this. I have to write home to my parents about the production of this movie. <laughs> it it would mean it was incredible uh production, right? If you had to write home about the production of this movie, that would mean it's really good production. Please, Mr. Postman, take express express mail right here. <laughs> <laughs> so this gets to our final one. Entertainment. Probably the most subjective one. This is just overall how yeah. entertained? How much did you like it? Did it keep your attention? Those types of it's, – it's a very subjective one. Uh, technically, they all are, but this one, I think, the, the most by a good margin. Yeah. Davis, how entertaining did you find Scream? Um, no, come on. Oh, so I was just getting ready. I was, I was yeah, like, yeah. I, I know. I already know. <laughs> um, it's not as bad as you think. I think – the way the way the movie's written is really what kept me the most entertained. Like I said, I already said I felt it was like slightly too long. It probably would have kept my attention a little bit better had it been a little bit shorter. Mm -hmm. um, but it had honestly the most entertaining stuff for me was any of the chase scenes with Ghost Space in it. Those oh, yeah. felt well done, although a little bit cheesy for the time. Um, the jokes in it, the comedy in it, obviously keeps you engaged, and I thought all the jokes were done really well. One of my biggest issues is maybe the rewatchability of it for me. I don't. Mm. It's. I think it'd be good as as a rewatch for the for the jokes and for the Easter eggs in it. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's as good of a rewatch for the scares or for. Um, for like the teenage drama of it, I guess. Um, so, don't yell at me too much. No, I I gave it a seven. It's not that bad. I gave it a seven. Okay, I was expecting worse. So no, uh, I, did, I, I can it's not I that can bad. live. Um, and I will okay. say, I I said all that. Like I said, I wish I would have seen this movie first before seeing the newest Scream, because I genuinely am saying that 
when I saw the newest Scream and, you know, learned about the story and all this, I was very, very surprisingly happy with the story and all that and entertained with the movie. So and you do know someone in your life told you to watch this one first. Somebody, I don't know who that was. Somebody said you need to watch the original first. I don't recall. You didn't, you didn't I do not recall. So. I act by impulse in my life. So, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I don't think that's bad at all. I mean, I, I, again, I was bracing for like a bad. four or five or something. I was no, like no, no, rough, no, no, so. no, no, no. Um, okay. Uh, I can live with that at least. That's not going to make me go postal on this. Um, <laughs> postal, so, right home. Get it? Right home. Right, right home. <laughs> That's exactly right. So, what do you think I went, Davis? I want to get your prediction. What do you think I went on the entertainment of this one? I think you're going to be fair and go, especially you've seen it like eight times, so that obviously yep. means something to you. But I do think it's not going to be a 10. I think it'll be a nine. Ooh, okay. or you've been, you've been throwing some nine, you've been throwing some point fives. You might go nine, <laughs> five. I don't know. You've been, okay. You are keeping me on my toes today. <laughs> so if you throw a nine, seven, I'm going to scream. A 9.73. Um, <laughs> uh, the overall entertainment. Um, uh, do I wish it was shorter? No. Do I wish it was longer? Also? No. Uh, I think I like it exactly where it's at. I love the mix of the jokes and the Easter eggs. Like we said, uh, I also like the scariness that we get. Could I handle more scare? Sure. You know, no problem. But the mix yeah, of the you're, comedy. You're a tough guy, though. You're a tough guy. Yeah, so. I can do both. No problem. <laughs> uh, a good cast. Uh, it's a good uh, watch that I've obviously done many times. Um, I love the story as a whole, which is different. Than, like, we talked about the story itself, but also the entertainment, just how engaged I am in it. Um, you were pretty spot on with your predictions, uh, with what you're saying. But I couldn't justify anything less than a 10. I went with a 10 on the entertainment. <laughs> Could not talk myself into a 9 or 9.5. I am mm-hmm. super mm-hmm. I look forward to this movie. If, if it's one of my top scary movies, and I look forward to it every single time I watch. Sure. And it is this many times, and I still enjoy it. I know exactly what's coming, and I'm still entertained by every single scene. There's not a single scene I would take out. That, to me, means it's a 10 on entertainment. It's fair. That's fair. I can't. I can't. I'll give you a real one. So, overall, not surprisingly, I had this higher than Davis. I had it as a 41 what? out <laughs> of 50. Overall, I had a 10 on the story, a 7.5 on scariness, 6.5 on acting, 7 on production, 10 on entertainment. Davis was a 9 on the story, 5 on the scariness, 7 on acting, 6 on production, 7 on the overall entertainment for a grand total of 34. You add those up and you get 75 out of 100, a solid 7.5 out of 10. Davis, we now have 19 movies all time. Where does that fall in your prediction on our all time scary movie That's, list? I, I honestly have no idea. It's been so long since I've like <laughs> thought or looked at the list. Like, uh, 75 is still pretty dang good, though. I would say this is 19. Ooh, ooh, but uh, uh, this is 11. You are very close. It comes in almost right in the middle. Scream 1996. When we look at the talk of the house, haunted house, all-time scary movie list. Put it on the board. Scream comes in barely in the top 10 at number Ooh. To give you some context of where we are, number 8 is A Nightmare on Elm Street from 1984 with a 77. 
Number nine, we have The Evil Dead from 1981 at a 76. And then at 10, we have Scream with a 75. Just behind it, coming up very soon. Number 11, we have Halloween from 1978 with a 73. So we have a 77, a 76, a 75, a 73, and even Sinister is at 72. So right there, it did not double up with anything for us to go to our tiebreaker. It somehow snuck Thank right God. in between. Ryan would have had an aneurysm. Oh, man. <laughs> if you go off of my, and just, here's a good context of it, too. You go off of my score of a 41, if it's an 80, of tied for fourth with Insidious. We would have had a tie, so it would have been fourth or fifth after our tiebreaker. If you go off of, if you go off of Davis's... That's not a huge difference from where it's at right now, though. No. As far as uh, points, as far as points go. Yes. As ranking, yeah. ranking, yes, points, I don't think that's a huge difference. If we go off of <laughs> Davis's at a 68 which even the dog is angry about this, uh, it would actually not be that much lower. 68 would have put it in 13th place. Only a few spots lower. Actually, if, if yeah. we went, if we just doubled Davis's, it would be at 13th instead of 10. Because um, it does get a little wider after that, about 12 spots. Things do start to, you know, there, there's some room for movement there. But yeah. Scream, yeah. currently a top 10 scary movie on our all-time scary movie list, movie list, coming in at a 75. The heck? Let's make you at least feel a little bit good that it got top ten, right? Like, it, well, I was I mean, going to ask how, how happy been, are you it that been it's worse. how happy it are you that worse. it's going to be out of our top ten here and like within a couple of weeks, guaranteed one movie out of the next month is going to be above a seventy-five, guaranteed. Does that make you feel good? Does that make you feel good that you kept it down? You made. It are we where... sure though? Are we sure it's going to be? How sure are you that? I don't. I'm, I'm not fairly so sure about certain that. we will get. We have four, just to give people a peek behind the curtain, we have four more movies that we're doing before Halloween. My guess is they are not all going to be behind a 75. I could be wrong. I, I don't know. I, I kind of think it will. I'm not, I... I've only seen one of these four movies we have coming up. I've seen one of the four. So I really have no idea. Have I seen any of the movies? I don't uh, one know if I've Oh, apparently I've seen one. I don't want to remind you of them now, but one I know you have. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes. It's not terrible. I will say 75 is not awful. I mean, I had it as an 82, you know. It's it's not way off. It's, that's what I I'm saying. It's not that far off. Yeah. Mid-70s to low 80s, though, that is a – we've talked about it. It's tough to get into the 80s. And this isn't even close to the 80s. It's, it's mid-70s. between a B and a C. So it's like it's – this yeah. isn't like a 78, 79 or something. So um, that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I mean, if you round up, it's an 80, so, I mean... Bare, by um, one point, 80. technically, you could round it to an 80. If it was one point down, <laughs> it would have been a 70. <laughs> so, Davis... Everybody go on Twitter and say, hashtag Davis sucks. This one hurts, and I knew it was going to coming into. I was like, this one's probably going to hurt me. I know I wasn't on your hereditary train, but this one, this hurts. Um, not getting scream a little bit higher. Um, maybe, we'll, maybe we'll revisit one day, and I'll give it a higher score. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe I'll, maybe, maybe I'll give it a lower. I'll give it a lower score. Here's the other thing. Here's the other thing. I disagree with you. I disagree that it, the rewatchability. I think it's extremely rewatchable. I think it's an extremely no, no, not just straight up the twist of who is Ghostface, but almost every other thing about this. It's extremely. I think it's one of the more rewatchable scary movies, just because because of all the Easter eggs in it. Easter but, only comes once a year, so I don't know. <laughs> so does Halloween, and here we are. So uh, <laughs> touche. Damn. Touche, Ryan King. Well played. <laughs> so, Davis, before we head out the door here, our final two questions that we always ask. First of all, could this happen? Could Scream happen in real life? Um, 99% 
Absolutely, yes. Um, it's literally just a person killing teenagers. So I that could that's probably happening right now. I hope not. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I said that. That sounds bad. But it's um, absolutely, absolutely could happen. I mean, like I mentioned earlier, it's partially based off a true story, maybe. So I, yeah, the only part that is very unrealistic about. Um, this movie, there's two things. One, having a janitor named Fred who wears a hat and a stri- <laughs> striped sweater. And the other one, although they were my winner, um, there's no way journalism, the media is getting to these scenes that fast. There's Very no chance. The Absolutely best not. time to wear a striped sweater <laughs> is when you're mopping the school's floors. That's exactly right. So I don't begrudge him at all. Do your thing, Fred. Don't be shamed. Do not be go, shamed Fred. by that. He's probably dead. This was 96. That guy was pretty old. He's probably dead by now, but whatever. Wow. Um, well, visit your dreams either way. Okay. Anyways, yeah, what, is, right. <laughs> what about you? Uh, I'd say yes. I agree with what you said. This feels super real. I mean, the story of it, the killing methods, other than the, the garage door, the rest of them, all, you know, knives, even a TV. Now, the way it happened, would it kill you the way? I don't know. But just yeah. being crushed on the head by it. I don't know if it would electrocute you. I, I don't know. I don't know. The 90s, on the, head. the 90s were pretty dangerous time as far that as electricity. That is very true. <laughs> that is true. Um, so I think, yeah, the way they killed, the story behind it is two kind of crazy high schoolers that are like, let's just go kill people. I mean, yeah. Instead yeah. of doing a school shooting, you go around stabbing people. I could totally see it. I mean, people are demented yeah. enough. So I say no doubt. I think it's – of the 19 movies, I'm not going to go through them all right now, but it's one of, if not the most realistic. I mean, it's right there. It's just Absolutely. people going around with a big knife stabbing people. I mean, yeah, yeah pretty realistic. Um, like we said, sad. though, uh, probably cannot uh, tie somebody up by their intestines on a tree. Like, nah, it seems know. difficult. You could. I just think it would keep unfolding, and they would fall to the ground. It would just be for yeah. the show more. Than, they wouldn't Most, be Mostly in, in the amount of time that they had. Like, there's, nah, yeah, there's that's no also way. true. You wouldn't also run by with the boyfriend, slash his stomach, and it would just, like, explode with intestines. That's <laughs> probably not. I, I don't know. I don't know what his his health history is or very how he true. eats. Maybe, you know what? Yeah, maybe he would. He just has... Very thin skin. Very, very thin. No, no muscle, no fat. Wax it's paper just, skin. You touch it, just, it and just stuff shoots <laughs> out. The final one we got, Davis. Would you recommend this movie? Uh, uh, probably not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I hate it. It's the worst scary movie of all time. That's what I'm waiting for. <laughs> just, I don't know. You knew I had to mess with you a little bit there. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I mean, absolutely. Um, um, if you are just a fan of an easy to watch like slasher movie that has a lot of laughs, like easy, easy, go ahead and watch this movie. Mm-hmm. If you're a horror movie that has seen a bunch of movies and knows a bunch of references, yeah, you'll yep. absolutely love watching this movie and getting those Easter eggs. So, absolutely, I recommend it. If you like having a good time and you're not uppity like Davis, I'd say absolutely uh, watch the movie. That's what I'd if say. If you're like having having seven tenths of a good time, I would say. <laughs> Uh, I'd say yes. It's an all-timer for me. I think it's an all-time scary movie in general. It's different. It's a di- don't expect Very a normal scary movie, but uh, it's an all-timer in its way. Uh, so absolutely yes, I love this movie. Um, so yeah, I, I would. It'd be one of the not the first one. You have to have a base level of other movies to fully, I think, appreciate this one. So you yeah, couldn't yeah. do this one, you know, too early. First. Yeah. Yeah. Then it would make. Then it'd be. It. It wouldn't be bad, but it just. It would just be kind of a an odds. And my my two favorite yeah. scary movies, not movies, but types, slashers and anything supernatural. As long as supernatural doesn't get too out there. 
So this one, talking about slashers being a good slasher in and of itself, you already got me there. You added in the comedy, you added in everything else. Love this movie. Absolutely love it. Seven tenths. Anyways. <laughs> Thank you all for joining us. We're back, baby. We are back for we season two back. of Talk of the Haunted House. And we're not done movie either. Podcast. We're oh, not we are done. nowhere. We're in full swing close. of October. Full swing of October. We have five movies coming this month. This is only the first one. This one's getting dropped October 7th. It's only the first one. We got four more coming before Halloween. But Ryan, there's only four weeks in October. Ooh, could we, I don't know, double up on a week? I don't know. No way. No. No way. Would it stretch us thin? Yeah. Would we do it for you and for the scary movies? Hell yeah. That's what I I say. Doing it for myself. (laughs) (laughs) So thank you all for joining us again uh very shortly again make sure you follow us go to spotify anchor apple Podcasts. give us five stars give us a review tell us what you think about the podcast what movies you want to see us do follow us on social media at ryan underscore king underscore now davis in the show where can they find us again davis me personally on twitter at the real double d's that's just yes and no ease in between more importantly the podcast twitter page at talk of the house underscore mm-hmm Go on there. Tell us about what you like about Scream. Why Davis is wrong. Maybe why I'm wrong. What do you think about Scream from 1996? And what movies do you want to see us going for? We did 18 in season one. We'll do at least that many here in season two, if not more. Now that we're kind of rolling, we know the schedule. So let us know what Scream movies you like. Go back and check out your classics. Halloween's on there. Friday the 13th. You got It Follows and Hereditary more recently. You got the newest It. You got Jaws. You got Evil Dead and uh, Nightmare on Elm Street that both surprised us that we both we really enjoyed those movies and didn't think we would there, what there was more a could bunch there, those what 18 episodes next to every franchise is on there next to yep. almost every franchise at least one movie is on it also uh ryan are you are you like me do you enjoy reality tv shows that um yeah. that uh echo the feelings of being in jail Yes, yes uh, we have a sister podcast yes, <laughs> named Talk of the House. Get it? Talk of the House. Talk of the Haunted House. Mm-hmm. Very simple. If you like Big Brother, the TV show, we just wrapped our second season there. Um, obviously, the show is no longer live anymore, but we have wonderful voices, and we know you want to listen to it. So go, go check out that as well. We have yeah. our season recap, our superlatives of the house guests. Go back through that one and catch them all. But also, right here on Talk of the House, we are going nowhere. We have tons of episodes as we will be rolling through these next multiple months with all sorts of scary movies, franchises, one-offs, all of those. Thank you for coming back here. Go to social media. Go to your podcast app. Give us a rain. Let us know what you think about Scream, what we should do going forward. Thank you for listening to this 19th episode, but our first episode of season two. It is so good to be back. back. Talk of the Haunted House, a scary movie podcast. Thank you for listening to this one. You'll have to come back next week. We're not taking off time anytime soon. We're going to be doing these consecutively for at least the next month or two as we get started. And you're going to have to be back because you're listening to this one. You like Scream. You like scary movies. And that's why you're listening. And you're going to keep coming here as the same reason you came here this time. Because we know what you need. And that's what we provide. It's your Daily Dose of Darkness. Ryan King, how is it to be almost brutally murdered? <laughs>